morning. Uh, this is Sister Maureen O'Connell. I am the um, director of the Secretariat for Social Concerns for the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. And with me this morning, I have one of our keynoters um, for an upcoming event that we're sponsoring through the Archdiocese um, on October 1st. So with me today is uh, Sister Linda Gibbler, who is a Dominican sister and the uh, vicaress of the Houston Dominican Sisters here in, in Houston. Maybe I could talk a little bit about our event and then um, hand it over to Linda since she is going to be the keynoter. So on Saturday, October 1st, uh, the Archdiocese is sponsoring um, a half-day event, Faith in Action for Our Common Home. And what we're doing is talking about the papal encyclical Laudato Si and then how we here in Houston can take this this work and this gift from from uh, Pope Francis and put it into our everyday life. So on um, Saturday, October 1st, um, Cardinal DiNardo will be there to welcome people and to do the opening prayer. And then Linda Gibbler, as I said, is a Dominican sister. And Linda and um, Dr. Phil Sakamoto, who is um, an astrophysicist, and he is currently at Notre Dame University. But he and Linda are going to be our keynoters, and they're going to be having a conversation around the the kind of the intersect between faith and science and how this is our call to to um to really what what do we do for our common home and then after their keynoters we're going to have three um of our local people uh do what we are going to call lightning talks so it'll be just about a 10 minute talk so um sister rika who's an incarnate word sister um is going to be talking about air and air quality uh, Tommy Garcia Pratt is a member of the Archdiocese, and Tommy is, um, uh, he has uh, gardens and uh, he's doing small farming on the east side of Houston. So he's going to be talking about the importance of the, the earth and the soil and how we can take care of and how we can use the soil in a way that is respectful of the soil as well as respectful of the people who inhabit it. And then finally, we have um, Robbie Robinson, who is with the uh, Buffalo Biopreservation Organization. And Robbie's going to be talking about water, obviously, and how important the bios are really to our life. They're our lifeblood here in Houston and how important it is that we we cherish them and, and protect them. And then we have a panel of um, folk who are, are going to talk about, um, again, the importance of, of um creation and the importance of our role in the care of creation. So we're going to have a panel with um, high school students from St. Catherine Montessori School, uh, Roger Ingersoll, who is a um, local parishioner, and he's going to be representing kind of the, the folk in the pew. How can people in the pew take this encyclical and how can they if, if put that in their lives? And then Deanna Ennis, who's with the Archdiocese, and she is in our uh, construction department. So Deanna's going to talk about how important it is to look at sustainability and look at, at the properties that we have here in the Archdiocese and how we can be building them and keeping them up in a way that will be respectful, again, of the environment. And then Rhonda Sepulveda uh, with Catholic Charities, and she is will be representing kind of the advocate. Um, what can people do for advocacy um, experiences here in, in the Houston area? And then finally, uh, Chris Tomlinson with the Houston Chronicle. Chris is the uh, business writer for the Houston Chronicle and has done um, 
a lot of work around climate change and the importance of, of respecting the environment. So we're looking at this as kind of a, um, an introduction, if you will, um, and an invitation to people of the archdiocese um, to begin to engage in the work of Ladato Sea. But before I go on anymore, I really would like to introduce again uh, Linda Gibbler, Dominican sister. And um, Linda, maybe you could tell us what is it that, well, how, how is it that you've decided that this is the area that you'd like to work on? Well, that's a good question, Maureen. Thank you for inviting me um, to share this podcast with you. The whole idea of caring for creation and um, the work that um, the Pope has done with Laudato Si' and challenges us to um, understand that care of creation is part of our Catholic faith. It's been something that I've been fascinated by for a very long time. My study is with cos- in cosmology, which is in the origins of the universe, the origin of the planet, and then right relationship within it with the role of humans with the planet uh, and what we were put here to do, not only from a scientific evolutionary perspective, but also from a biblical theological perspective. So my question throughout my studies and my fascination with this field is what is the science that we know about the planet, the history of the planet, how does that inform our faith and how does that challenge us to be better Catholic Christians? One of the most fascinating pieces of information I found with this uh, comes from, from Genesis. God makes the human beings, puts them in the garden to cultivate and keep the garden. The very first thing God does is put us in a garden. The, there's two creation stories in Scripture, and that's the second story. It says, why did God create the human being? Because there was no one to take care of the earth yet. When we realize that the command there is to to cultivate and keep the garden, well, cultivate so that we can have what we need as a human species, but also to keep it, to keep, to cherish. The same word there, to keep, is later in Scripture when the blessing, it's the blessing of the people that Moses gives, God bless you and keep you. That's the sense of keeping we are called to do and actually commanded to do at the very beginning of Genesis. So how do we live into that, realizing that our vocation is to take care of everything that is? We're the only species who can do that. So it is a profound commission that we've been given. So that's part of it. It's just the um, the why am I fascinated by this? How do I um, live into my own call as a Dominican sister? As a Catholic, as a Christian, as a human being on the planet, how do I live into that knowing the reality of the planet itself? So the call through study and through prayer and through direct action to, um, to, to, to keep the garden that we've been given. That's fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating, but it's also challenging. I mean, when you think about, it's so easy to say, well, you know, we need to recycle or we need to do this. or we. But when you think about this is our, our call, it's our call as part of creation, that this is why God brought us to this place. And, but that it's not to just use, but to care for. And I think that's the piece that I find so compelling. It's it's a it's a, a challenge, isn't it? So how do we care for the planet while we care for ourselves? Because remember, the the call isn't only to keep the creation, but to cultivate. So that means taking what we need for ourselves also. So how do we balance those two things when they are when they are intention and when they seem to be intention? Mm. It's like always choosing between um, uh, uh, two different paths to go on, even if there are many good paths. What's the good path that'll be 
serve the best, not just my own personal needs or my own family needs or my own congregational needs. So it's always, how do we keep all of that in balance? The recycling, the good works that we're all interested in doing, and we're going to hear a lot about in this presentation um, on October the 1st, utterly important. But why do we do that? Well, some people do it because they want their children to grow up in an excellent environment. That is a good, holy reason. We do it for a lot of different reasons. The primary reason, though, behind all of them is what does it mean to be a human being? The Pope in Laudato Si says none of these efforts are going to work unless we have a deeper understanding of who we are as humans on the planet. He calls for a renewed Christian anthropology, that idea of what is a Christian um, in relationship to the rest of creation, sin, and grace. So anthropology is the human being, creation, sin, and grace, those four pieces working together. And if we don't understand that, what is sin when we are called to be the keepers of the garden and we fail to do that? What is right relationship with other human beings when the behaviors we're doing that harm the earth are also harming our neighbors in the fifth ward? How do we keep all of this in balance, but with our own hearts as well? Um, part of what I really love about Laudato Si is the Pope's um, emphasis on integral ecology. That expression's been around for longer than it's been in the document, but the Pope identifies it with four poles. One is our responsibility as individuals and as community and even as a human species, our relationship to God, to other human beings, to the creation itself, and to our own hearts. So we don't get to forget our own personal thriving when we're talking about caring for the rest. So it's not like giving my body over to be sacrificed, but unless that somehow serves a greater good. So how can we balance what we need personally, what we need as community, what we need as a city of Houston, with everything else. You know, Lord knows the Houston economy um, is is um, a precarious economy because it, it relies on fossil fuels in great part, and that is such a dangerous um, commodity right now. So how do we use that well for without harming the creation, but also without harming our families that require um, fossil fuels or our, our culture that, that thrives on fossil mm-hmm. fuels. So it's a complex mix of everything together. And I think that's, that's the, back to my word of challenge. That's how do we balance those things, you know, mm-hmm. and how do we recognize that one is not more important than the other, but in fact, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act of all, you know, I need to be um, a careful steward for my family. I need to be a careful steward as a as a participant in this creation. But there's a broader question then, and 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 I think that's the challenge that we all face. That, um, but it 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 takes um, taking the time to think about that. What what in fact does this mean? And then how is this going to affect my life and the life of my children and my neighbors? You know, it's not just about what happens in my house, but then what happens in, in the broader community. So it's that, and I think it's the the thing that I find so um, exciting about uh, Pope Francis is that it's always the sense of how am I as a part of the community? <clears throat> it's never about just the individual, but it's the individual as a part of a communal experience, whether it's the experience of the environment or the experience of, of how do I care for one another. 
No, that's all, that's all very good. It, it is that interconnectedness. It's, one thing we learn from science is that everything is interconnected. You can't affect anything without it rippling around and affecting everything else. So how I, um, uh, how I have a dinner party, what kind of foods I bring, who I invite to my table, um, how I source the, the, the meals, all of this affects everything. We're, we're recognizing this in our um, economy again. It's like uh, we had shipped a lot of our jobs overseas because it made the most um, economic sense. Cheaper labor, give people in other countries jobs, all of these things. Some of that was just for business, but some of it was for very good humanitarian reasons. Um, but then we realized that by shipping our jobs overseas, we don't have what we need in this country. So then we realize it will cost more to, to produce things here, but we're having jobs here and we don't have to spend the um, ecological capital to transport things across oceans. It's like, like we buy um, just simple things like buying cookies that were made in the United States instead of buying delicious Walker cookies that are made in England and shipping them back and forth. It's, you know, how do we just buy things locally so that we don't have to use the, um, um, the, the oils and everything else that, that damage so many people and it damage the environment. It's a small thing, but that buying locally uh, is really important. Um, sourcing things locally, really important because I can find myself networked more closely with, with those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's <clears throat> a lot of what Tommy is doing on, on the east side with these um, small farms. The idea is how do I grow produce that people in the neighborhood would not have access to? You know, how do I move into a food desert, which we are, have a plethora of, um, and how do I do that in a way that will be sustainable, not only for me, but for my community? Mm-hmm. So it, it's that, but it takes the taking a step back mm-hmm. and taking, kind of looking at the broader picture, and then, then where do we go from there? You're absolutely right. And the <clears throat> part of that broader picture, uh, part of what I've been asked to bring to this conference, is that theological part that, that grounds us for, uh, firmly in the idea that uh, taking care of the creation is not something we've come to just out of this ecological crisis, but something that has been part of our tradition since the writing of the Bible. And it has been consistently part of that tradition uh, in our early church history up to the Middle Ages. We lose that thread I don't know when, but somewhere around the Industrial Revolution, we start to lose that thread um, in our theological Christian lives. Pope um, Benedict was asked the question, um, Holy Father, what do you think about global warming? I believe this was in 1908. Um, what? No, no, no I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but he was asked the question, Holy Father, what do you think about global warming? And he answers, first of all, ask a scientist, and that's not who I am. But then he says, um, it, very, very beautifully, he says, what we need to do is reinvestigate the theology of the creator. We have focused, he says, so long on the theology of the Redeemer that that theology of redemption has eclipsed the theology of the creator. We need both, and we need them in balance. So to relook at the theology of the creator and the theology of the creation, and to put those in balance. So his answer about global warming quite a long time ago was not even what are we going to do about it, 
but how do we understand this theologically? And that is, again, by, by thinking more deeply about the first person of the Trinity and what the Creator does. Which I'm, I'm grinning here from ear to ear because I think that's, that is so much a part of um, who we are in terms of being a Trinitarian community. Mm-hmm. I mean, why do we have three persons? You know, what does it show us? But again, it shows us that sense of community, but it's not one over the other, but it's mm-hmm. all three and. It's yeah. the balance of all of them. <clears throat> you know, the, the, the first person creates. The second person becomes flesh, you know, as a human Jewish male, but um, St. John's Gospel tells us, and the word became flesh. So not not even human, but became earthly, became part of the creation itself. So the son becomes part of what the father already has done. So it's that interconnectedness. And for me, the idea that Jesus is flesh, not simply male or Jewish or human or anything else. It just what some people are calling deep incarnation. The idea that the creation, the the incarnation is deeper than just the human experience, Mm -hmm. that God's purpose is to save all of creation uh, was for the salvation of the world that God becomes human and dwells. And for God so loved the world, he sent his only son, not just the humans. So how do we Without letting go of the faith we already have, how do we deepen that and extend it so that we learn to love everything God loves and realize that that's part of our call as cultivators and keepers of the garden? That is a wonderful kind of a note to leave us on because I think it really gives us um, a rich, rich um, opportunity to really think about what does it mean? And then what does it mean not only for me, but what does it mean for all of those people with whom I share life and all of those things with whom I share life, Mm -hmm. whether it's the little ant or it's the tree, Mm -hmm. but this is all part of God's creation and the creation that was given for all, all of the world. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much for having me. You are very welcome. And on October 1st, um, uh, at St. Dominic's um, uh, Auditorium, we'll get to hear some more from Linda and um, from Dr. Uh, Phil Sakamoto and then our number of, of people from the community. But the biggest thing, I think, for me is the idea that the people from the community are going to come together, hear this, be engaged in this, and then have an opportunity to go away with the thought of how do I then take this into my life? That's so wonderful. Thank how, you. How can people register for this? Actually, they can register online um, at the Archdiocese. Um, <clears throat> it's right on the, the front webpage of the Archdiocese, of uh, the diocesan website. Um, there also is going to be an ad in the Texas Catholic Herald. And there have been a number of um, public service announcements on um, uh, Guadalupe Radio. And then uh, if worse comes to worse, we can always call the Archdiocese Blanca Cruz. The number is 713 713- Seven four one eight seven six nine, and that's Planca Cruz at the um, Office of um, Justice and Peace and the Secretariat for Social Concerns. So we look forward to everyone joining us on Saturday, October first, at eight thirty, at the Saint Dominic Chancery, which is at Holcomb Boulevard and Almeda Road. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>